From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We live in an ageist world. If you follow YouTube influencers or sometimes motivational people, they sort of qualify everything by age. You got to do this by this age and that by this age. And if you're an older fella like me, uh, you can get uh, maybe discouraged a little bit, but there's characters out there like Billy Falcon, whose life is a continued evolution and deeply inspiring. Um, Billy Falcon is an American musician, composer, and music producer. He released albums throughout the late 1970s and 80s, as well as appearing on The Way International's High Country Caravan, and has co-written over 50 songs recorded by Bon Jovi. Uh, You'll hear the Bon Jovi sound when he sings for us. While he continues to write, perform, record, and produce records, Billy's primary focus is on reaching individual people with the inspiration of God's Word, which he does primarily through his Nashville Home Fellowship slash YouTube channel. And uh, you can find him on BillyFalcon.com. He is here with us again now. Billy Falcon, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming back on, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, Joseph. Great to see you. Very nice to see you. This is good that they're doing video. Handsome man. I know, right? Uh, but, uh, man, um, yeah, it's good to be here. Um, and uh, to find the YouTube stuff, it, it is Billy Falcon Music. It's not the it's not the dot .com. That's what they want music. They go there. Or a T-shirt, you know. <laughs> All but, right. Uh, yeah. Billy Falcon Music is the YouTube channel. So, but Billy, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah Merry Christmas. Um, do you have any uh, Christmas plans? Are you spending it with family? What's going on? Well, I'm, I'm cooking tonight a little for tomorrow evening with my daughter and uh, myself, my fiance, and uh, her babies and her husband. We'll just have, and a friend or two, we'll have dinner. And uh, Saturday, I go to her, Sunday, we'll go to her house. No big deal. You know, too many gifts for the kids and all that kind of stuff. There's a six-year-old and a four-year-old, my two best friends in the world. Uh, sweetest, sweetest thing in the world, grandbabies. Well, babies are the sweetest thing in the world, and then you get lucky. As you get older, God gives you another gift, you get grandbabies. And I never imagined I'd be that guy, but man, oh man, I am that guy on steroids because I love these babies. Uh, I just, it just, it's an amazing deal. Is it even better being God a grandfather? Good. Only that, I think the only difference is uh, when you have a baby, um, you know, you just had one pretty recently, right? How old's your daughter? Mm-hmm. Two, two and a half. Two and a half. So when when my daughter was born, you probably have a similar experience. It's like, they're going to let me leave with this thing? This this thing, they're going to trust me to walk out the door? No manual, no instruction booklet, no uh, bubble wrap to put her in? Um you're scared, you know. When I was twenty, it was I must have been twenty-eight or nine. When I I was scared. I'm a musician, hardly had a job, you know. Made a bunch of records, and I was between at that point. Um, and I'm going, how are we gonna do this? And we we were in one room in Manhattan, a studio apartment, and we bring a baby home there. And uh, so all that worry and all that that anxiety of oh my God, life has just turned on a dime and 
this is forever. This ain't like she's not going away in a week. And uh, so you don't have that with grandbabies because I'm kind of settled in who I am and what I am and what I do. Uh, I made a little bit of money, so I don't have to worry about that part. But at first, it's like, oh, my God, how are we going to pay for this thing? How are we going to keep this thing going? Um, so you don't have the anxiety of that, you know. Uh, and knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have that anxiety either uh, then. Um, but I, I know a lot more now uh, about uh, who's really taking care of our babies because it ain't me. If it was ever me, my daughter would be, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, somewhere yep. along the way, I, I, I realized that, um, especially losing her mom at a very early age, she was three or four when her mom passed away. Um, I went into, like, it was like... Uh, Overtime, I put it in overtime. I became a stuntman. This kid was never going to feel pain. I was going to make her life like a, a, you know, before Disney was totally corrupt, like a Disney movie. It was just going to be perfect, and that's impossible. You know, there's no way to keep a kid from getting the bumps and bruises that kids get emotionally and physically. Um, so it was a little bit exhausting because I never wanted to see her ever experience any more pain because losing her mom, I figured, was enough, you know. Um, but I come to find out uh, that God's been taking care of her the whole time. And I just did my best. And sometimes my best uh, where I wanted it to be running was just barely crawling. Um, but my mistakes, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins, meaning mistakes and those kind of things. And uh, I made plenty of mistakes. And partially part of the mistake was I tried too hard to make her life perfect. You know, you raise a, it's like... Uh, it's like raising an animal without teeth, you know. She had to learn to take a punch. She had to learn, you know, and she did. And she's a beautiful, amazing woman now. And she's uh, the pride of my life in so many ways. And she's a singer, songwriter. She's married. She these two beautiful babies, beautiful husbands. So, like I said, God is very, very good. <laughs> here, here, man. I, I can totally relate. I have that same thing. And I, it's interesting you talk about that, like, knowing you know re really sort of getting more and more faith along the way that that god is taking care of us all and taking care of her I, the other day i made a parenting mistake it was you know no big deal but the guilt right. you feel afterwards if you make a mistake uh sure is tremendous and it's like yeah you you, you can't really cover all the bases i mean they kids are resilient though and so it, it's it's and, yeah. something i'm learning i feel like i'm lately gaining more faith like really knowing i'm taken care of my child's taken care of and you need not stress because if you get into that stress you miss all these glorious moments you know i'm looking back at earlier videos of her and stuff like that and thinking man i should have just been less stressed about it right yeah I get it. Yeah, it's well, what the Bible says, take no thought for tomorrow, because there's enough going on right now to deal with. There's enough evil. And it doesn't mean I don't think it's talking about that the world, you know. Uh, it's basically saying that you've got enough to, there's enough on everybody's plate today. And uh, I'm really good at living in the moment. I've always been really good at living in the moment, uh, to a fault, if you know what I mean, to a fault. Uh, it's there are some times where I look at um, myself and, and, and in the past relationships, if someone made me feel bad in the moment, they weren't just destroying the moment, they were ruining my whole life. 
which isn't a good thing. You don't want because you then tend to overreact. Like, no, you get it, and I would, I would just, that's it. This is over, and and nobody's disposable like that. And in my early years in relationships, uh, but the the upside of that is that being in the moment is really important. Um, and I live in the moment. I can't write a song yesterday, and I can't write a song tomorrow. I can only do it now. I can't love God tomorrow. I can only love them now. I can't, I can't love people tomorrow. I could love them now. In this second, I can't love them 15 minutes from now, now. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, the, being in the moment is really important. And like you just said, uh, worry takes you right out of the moment into the future. You're going and borrowing trouble from tomorrow. And most of those giants that are walking at us from 10 miles away, they're big and they're looming and they're ugly. Most of them never get there. They never get to you, you know. And when they do, then you got to know enough about God and the power uh, and, and what Jesus come to make available to tell whatever it is that's at the threshold of your door coming to your house to get the hell out, to get the hell out. You, we do not invite sickness, darkness, anything into our homes. We don't entertain it. Um, I tell my people on my channel, I tell them, when something comes to your door that you don't want in your house or on your children or in your body, and I don't care what it is, when you kind of get a sense that something is trying to get to you or one of your kids or something, it's a home invasion. This is his temple, right? This is God's temple. And to me, if something's trying to get at me, it's a home invasion. And if someone's coming through my door, uh, I don't own weapons, but if someone nasty and ugly is coming on my doorstep, I'm gonna kick them down the stairs. They ain't getting in my house. I'm not gonna say, come on in and have a cup of coffee. What's your name? How long you staying? Do you get to stay? Do I have to go? And that's the way a lot of people treat sickness. They treat it like, okay, let me look on the internet and find everything I can about this. And, and let's just sit and cuddle up with my problem until uh, your life is more of the problem than you. Um, and so I teach it and I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert on anything, but what I teach is resilient, uh, refusal to say um to, to to give in to give the devil an inch when it comes to sickness or any other thing you don't want in your life you just have to buckle in and go you know what no not here not now not ever and it ain't it doesn't mean you're not going to have an issue tomorrow or the next day and it's going to run out the door no but if you have to just stand and contend it's a wrestling match. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual evil from on high. That's not an exact translation of Ephesians 6, but we are at war. We are at, but yeah, exactly. It, we're, at, we're in a wrestling match, you know? Uh, people don't necessarily, people really don't die in wrestling matches, but it's a continued struggle. It's a struggle, and it's a beautiful struggle if you're walking. And if you know the truth about God's word, you know, but if you think God is the one who sent that monster to your house because he needs to, you to learn something, um, then who do you pray to? God sent it. I guess I'll just accept it. That's not what I think of sickness. I think I know where sickness, real sick, sickness comes from. Um, there was no sickness in paradise. This, that was plan A. This is plan B. Um, yeah. So, so we're you know, doing the best as we, as, we can with plan B, and here we have Christmas to help us celebrate 
the love and the joy, right? That's what it's supposed to be. I want to get your take on Christmas um, and you to play uh, one of your wonderful songs for us. But first, I got to take a break. We'll be right back after these words on TNT. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal. Uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. I'm just going to do a little voice I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me. And I was trying to figure it out. And I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old, and it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day, looked at myself in the mirror, and asked myself, what the heck am I doing? When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything. Did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before, but you made it into a problem, and now your body image issues are worse. That's not supposed to happen. What do we do now? D-Trans, the dangers of gender-affirming care. For more information, go to PragerU.com. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's almost upon us, and they say Jesus is the reason for the season. Billy Falcon, what do you think the reason for the season? season is and i got a question for you do you think it's wrong to tell your kids that santa claus is real or not oh wow um i don't know about real but did it, it didn't hurt me uh and we we were brought up believing in santa claus and at some age of course <clears throat> i think people can push it to the point of ridiculousness because you wind up getting embarrassed and and, and you wind up in fist fights <laughs> um but i can't imagine uh uh yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with it um it, it didn't do anything negative to me people said well then they're not gonna, you're not going to trust your parents i get it um, I think some people push it a little too far, mm -hmm. and you just got to find a balance there. Uh, but I think what's it really is important that uh, 
you don't go along with the rest of the world if you're a Christian, that you don't go along with the rest of the world and buy into this uh, over-commercialized, um, yeah, gifts, it's, it's very nice, it's sweet. And, and I have fond memories of growing up in the little house I grew up in with my four brothers and sisters. I had two on either side of me, so there's five of us and a mom and dad and waking up Christmas morning and walking in two feet of snow to church and uh, anxious to get home. But it was just sweet. It was sweet family stuff. Um, so I, I think Christmas is still beautiful. I think sometimes when I can't sleep at night, uh, I would make fun of people that watch those Hallmark movies, but I started, they're all over YouTube. So I watch these Christmas Hallmark movies. And they're, they're, there's a very, they have a science to what they're doing there because there's a comfort in knowing exactly what's going to happen. We live in a world where we know we have no clue what's going to happen next. There's so many people saying, here's what's going to happen. They're always, always wrong. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, you watch a Hallmark movie, you know exactly what's going to happen. So you could just sit there, fall asleep. It doesn't make a difference. You going? It's you know how it ends. You know when they kiss, uh, and I just fall asleep. I, I when I can't sleep at night, I turn one of those things on. I know no one's going to be murdered. My hero is not going to die. Nothing's going to happen to a child. Um, all the things you worry about in real life. <clears throat> so, I think we have to realize that it is uh, what. It's a time when we, we could at least say we. Uh, that we re remember that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and he was born. He was sent here because God so loved us. He wasn't born on December 25th. Everybody knows that. Uh, his exact day of birth, nobody knows. you got people saying it was September 11th. It may be. The, I've heard it could have been the fall, could have been the spring. Was it the summer? Was it the winter? Who cares? Uh, what matters is that he was born and uh, that he... he he allowed himself to be torn to shreds before the cross and then nailed to a cross and all the while saying forgive them they know not what they do um i think that's what's important that we we put that in our kids heads that this is about jesus no it was not his birthday that doesn't matter but this is the the day and the month or whatever we choose to really focus on the fact of uh he did come, he did live, he was really a man, he was really born of a woman. Um, and uh, then what he accomplished when he said it was finished, it was finished. Uh, so many of the things we still carry around, he carried for us. And the reason we carry them is because religion has not told us uh, what he carried for us, you know. Um, and what he carried was your sickness and your, your troubles, not that life is never without persecution, um, mm. And he took away the sins of the world. <clears throat> Pardon me, I've got a little, uh, like I said, I've been contending all week because something's been trying to get me, like a little cold, and uh, I refuse. Okay. Like I said, I refuse. I love so if I clear my what throat, you said, though. Uh, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because I think forgiveness is, is so important. And, and, I mean, ultimately, sort of the underlying reason for the season, hopefully. Because, you know, it's a time when families get together and that's obviously we all have difficulties with family i mean it's it's notorious for that so i think if we can all have the spirit of forgiveness in the season that's that's a wonderful thing i mean without forgiveness we yeah. don't make it to the kingdom of heaven you know god needs us to forgive so that he can forgive us but uh so i think yeah his his message of forgiveness is something that i'm sort of taking with me uh this season but um you could speak on that and then maybe play us one of your beautiful songs. Sure. Um, 
Well, forgiveness is, is really, really, really a, a, such a big deal because we've been forgiven. And how, again, this has come easy to me, and this is a good thing that I think to teach your children is forgiveness. Uh, and I think that's where you learn it first. I think you learn it first in your family. And, uh, you know, there was never a time, never a time, I felt like when I did something that I got in trouble for that I wasn't forgiven. And, and put and reinstated as a child that was loved very shortly thereafter. You know, my dad might throw me down the hallway <laughs> or take me in my room and toss me into my bed. And within 10 minutes, my mom was in there scratching my head and scratching my back and say, it's all right, honey, he loves you. You just made a mistake. And I'll never, I, I could never forget the tenderness. And then my dad would, he wouldn't stay hard and he wouldn't stay mad. I would always be reinstated to love. Uh, and to kind of righteousness in the eyes of my mom and dad. Um, which, again, when it came time for me to be out in the world, running with my friends, and my friends wanted to start uh, sniffing glue and smoking weed and drinking and taking LSD, I didn't want to. I didn't want to because what I had at home was too precious. My parents were too good to me. Uh, it's the same way I feel about God now. Uh, we're, we're, always, we're stuck in this flesh. We are stuck, the flesh cage, we're stuck in it and we are available for temptations. But the things that you used to tempt me don't tempt me anymore. They're still there, they're still calling my name. But because God has been so very good to me, why would I? What's out there? What does the devil in his, in his candy jar or whatever cookie box, cookie jar, what has he got to offer me? Uh, of course, God has been so good to me. He's been so good to my family. Um, and you know what? If he's not so good to you and you believed on Jesus, if, well, he is good to you. But if the enemy has been beating the hell out of you, but you've accepted Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you are, you are, you have eternal life. This life is 100 years. It's still that. It's still that. Um, 20 years, it's, it's fast. Life is fast. Uh, the next one, it's going to last forever. Um, and it's a good idea. Uh, if you don't know about Jesus, find out about Jesus. Um, that's just where I stand. That's what I tell folks. Uh, you, if you believe in him, you have succeeded in the best way a human being could possibly succeed on this planet. If I'm wrong, I'm a very miserable human being, but I do not believe I'm wrong. I'm sticking my life on it. And uh, in fact, it's completely, uh, it's impossible for me to be wrong in my head. I just cannot imagine. Um, so that's not even a concern or a thought. Like, what if I don't have that? But I'll always consider someone else when someone else, yeah, okay, you might think so. Okay, you can think whatever you want. But I, uh, the evidence is in my life. Um, sometimes it's not some people just have so many struggles and i can't answer to that i can't say why um there are some things well but, that's how uh, that's how we build faith i mean that's how we evolve as yeah. people you know it's just like at a, going to a gym you're working out you, you break down the muscle i mean i you know i heard you say like okay uh god won't put you know disease on you or anything else like that and and who knows i, I mean i hear what you're saying um and i think I, I don't know the, the truth of any of this stuff. It's just what, I, you know, sort of when I'm going through yeah. difficulties, I know that that's what I turn to. I turn to prayer and I, yeah. the, the concept of praying ceaselessly becomes uh, more pragmatic, let's say. So, I mean, I think in some ways, if you have a difficult existence, 
um, you can look at it as a calling or an invitation um, to sort of enter uh, in, in a partnership with the Holy Spirit. Hey, uh, you know, it's, it says in the, in the Bible, it says all things God makes all things work together for good to those that love him. Okay. Um, and nowhere in the Bible does it say he came to steal, kill, and destroy. It says the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. God is not the author of death or disease. He is not. And if you believe that, then I, I think physically you are in trouble because you're, it's, it's a faith in the wrong thing. We have an enemy, and the enemy has spent his whole existence trying to subvert the promises of God because what gets people to God, what, you know, Jesus would have been speaking to like three people had people not been getting healed. God didn't put sickness on people so Jesus could take it away. That, to me, is such a crazy thought, but people believe this. God allowed the cancer on my baby to teach me something. To that person, I say, well, I won't say what I'll say. I, I just like, wow, you've been lied to. We have an enemy. It says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And we are not wrestling against God unless we're working for the devil. Um, you believe it or not, you either believe that Jesus came to make life available more than abundant and that the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. You could, I guess you could change that around. But it says in the book of Revelation that the last enemy is death. Um, it's an enemy. It's not a friend. Yeah, but Pain Billy, is not a friend. Uh, but I'm not really talking about disease and death so much as difficulties in life. I mean, difficulties life in life. Yeah. I don't think yeah. all difficulties are from the devil. I think some of them seem, for me anyway, seem to be part of my evolution process that is ordained by God. Would you agree with that? No. No, okay. I believe that we have an enemy. Of course, there was, think of paradise, plan A. When yeah. God made man, he put him in the garden of delights, right? But the woman ate the he apple, the, Billy. He didn't, put, he didn't put the devil there. He didn't put the devil there to make that happen. Although some okay. people believe this stuff. Like the Who devil knows? is God's hitman. It's, it's, well, the Bible I don't knows, think that. Joseph. I don't think that, well, but no, I, I think, say you did. I, I think some difficulties in life tend to be good. I mean, haven't, haven't you evolved in a great way through difficulty, whereas if you would have just had a peaceful, easy ride of it, I mean, yeah, that would be nice, but do you think you would have evolved in the way that you have? No, but the point is, like I just said, God takes all things and makes them work together for good to those that love him. He okay. does not do all things. Uh, the, there's, right. a, there's this thing I hear preachers say, God is in control. And if you read your Bible, you will soon realize, well, is God really in control? If God was in control, this would be a very different world. He has an enemy. And his enemy is to keep you from believing that he sent Jesus to take away the sins of the world and by his stripes you are healed. It ain't magic. But because of the kind of erroneous teaching and contradiction, and people say, well, the Bible is all full of mistakes and full of contradictions, um, that's all to subvert the promises of God in someone's life. Because trust me, when people start getting healed, people start coming around. Jesus would have been speaking to a very small crowd without the miracles. That's why when he said, these things and greater things you shall do because I go to the Father. And when he left the apostles, what did he say? I'm splitting now, right? 
but I'm going to send somebody and you're going to have power from on high. And what do they do with that power? He's only talking to 12 guys. It wasn't just for those 12 guys. It was to us. He didn't send his son for 12 guys. Those guys, so many pages later, are healing the sick everywhere they went. Not healing this guy of this and not that. Everybody they prayed for was healed. The temperature of believing after Jesus, the devil didn't have thousands of years to convince you that God is the one doing this. And that's what a lot of this is. And there's so many, again, you really have to dig into the Bible. You just, uh, to understand some of this, and I don't pretend to say, oh, well, I, I know it, but the Bible's full of allegories. It is full of Orientalism, figures of speech, and one of them being this figure of speech of permission, where it makes it sound like, because in the Old Testament, they did not know anything about the devil. And therefore, God allowed himself to the pains of the world to be attributed to him. But there was no pain in the Garden of Eden. What happened? Enter the devil. Eve, he must have been very sexy, right? Because she had it really good. She had it really good. They, were in, they had the dominion of the whole thing. They ran the show. They had complete dominion over everything in the Garden. What happened? Well, they were not supposed to do one thing. And they did it. He seduced the woman. She had the man do it. And at that point, they transferred all dominion to him. That's why he's called the God of this world. That's mm. why it says the entire world is under the sway of the wicked. You choose not to by trusting his word and not the word of the world. Like this channel, TNT, they're preaching the right stuff. They're not. This channel, news-wise, to me, is not under the sway of the wicked. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I don't think you're right. Everything I hear when I've got my headphone and they go to commercial, I'm hearing stuff that pretty much lines up with the principles of God's Word. Because now if I was listening to CNN, would I be hearing that? No, I would nope. not. I'd be, hearing, I'd be hearing the megaphone of the world, of the flesh. Uh, fear, 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 fear. Uh, and it's not just CNN, it's all of them. I mean, it's really all of them. There's very few folks that aren't uh, just saying what they can say just to make some dough i guess um hey but billy play us a song man because i gotta yeah, hear some music you know this what? is our christmas day special so we need a billy well, this ain't a christmas jam. song but but we talked about raising kids and um the responsibility of it and how god is really uh the one who raises our kids if we if we if we love them and we love him um god takes care of children this is called the boat it's about sailing. No, it's not. <laughs> I built this boat The best I could With hands of love From the finest wood I braced the bound I stitched the sail I blessed every brass screw and nail Lord go with her when the sea is angry 
Lord, go with her in the raging storm. Lord, go with her when the days are cruel. Lord, go with her when the nights too Studied the stars Searching to find The safest course In the kindest tide Lifted her down The stony trail I set her in the water And raised her sail Lord, go with her when the sea is angry Lord, go with her in the raging storm. Lord, go with her when the days are cruel. Lord, go with her when the nights too long. Worrying from the watchtower As the red sky fades My heart drops to my stomach As she tumbles through the waves She slips past the horizon That's when I realize She was always yours Never really mine Lord, go with her when the sun is golden. Lord, go with her when the way is clear. Lord, go with her when the whole world loves her. Lord, go with her when I'm no longer. Lord, go with her when the sea is angry. Lord, go with her in the raging storm. Lord, go with her when the days are cruel. Lord, go with her when the nights too long. Boat by Billy Falcon. What a beautiful little gentle song that is, man. Um, Lord go with her. What does that mean? Just be with her. Um, oh, go with her. Oh, go, go with, with her. her. I, I'm sorry. Oh, my go. voice is really rough. I haven't sung oh, no, in a no, couple I of didn't. days because I've been struggling here a little bit. 
it's, beautiful, it's like really. a baseball player that whose arm ain't working. You know, it's not right now. Yeah, <laughs> the no, thing I like to do great. most, I don't do very well. But you the sound um, great. and then it goes, Lord, go with her when the sun is golden. Like when the things are good, you still need them to be there with her. When everything's just yeah. when the whole world loves you, that's when you really need them. You know, tell that to the Hollywood folk true, that go sideways. True. Let me right? take a quick break, and we'll, we'll pick this up on the other side of these words on TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Folks, this happened a few weeks ago, but it's such a heartwarming holiday story. I want you to watch. New York Mets superstar Pete Alonso has a foundation that helps veterans. Here it is. Pete Alonso, his wife, the Alonso Foundation, obviously was influential in helping. Oh, my God. I mean, you never know who's watching in New York City, right? right? Maybe no. he's watching today. If you could say yeah. anything to Mr. Alonso, what would you say to him yeah. right now if you could look? Oh, Sean. Thank, thank you so much. You saved my life. You saved my Sean, we have a... How about you look to the right? Holy <laughs> We're on a delay. <laughs> hey, how we doing? Oh. That was a good one. Aww. That was a good one. Good. good. Thank good. you so yeah. much. Yeah, so we have a, we have a gift <laughs> for you as well. <laughs> What's up, Bear? That was actually a special moment. Absolutely. Hey, good to see you again. What's up, stud? And then uh, we also have a signed bat for you as well. That's a lot to take in. What a great story. Thanks for watching. I'm Steve Malsberg. Thanks for giving me a minute. And don't forget to catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And we're back with Billy Falcon, who just played the boat. Lord, go with her. And especially when things are going good, huh, Billy? So things are going good for you. You uh, mentioned that you have a fiancé. I didn't even realize you were about to get married. Tell me about that. Oh, let's not talk about that right now, though. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's no, not talk actually, about uh, that, right? No, you know, what we've been doing is, um, me and, uh, I call her the Terry, uh, <laughs> we've been doing a, um, a morning show. Every morning, we go to the mall. Not the mall, what am I saying? We go to get coffee every morning. We do that anyway. We just go get coffee every morning. And we, I, I don't have a video anymore, otherwise I'll show you. We get one cup of coffee. Sometimes we fill it a few times, but it's always one cup. And uh, we do this thing called One Cup Lift Up. And uh, we started going live every morning. And we're concentrating on healing. And um, we just go live on YouTube. Man, there'll be about 50 people that jump on. And uh, we pray for them. And we just have some fun. Today we were, uh, we did go to the mall today because I needed to shop. We needed to shop. And uh, we got... Uh, we were sitting there doing our, our little thing at a co outside a coffee shop in the mall, which we don't usually, we're usually outside at a coffee shop. And these were, they have a bunch of cool shops around National. We moved it around and, uh, and then we went and I was, went to Nordstrom and I had to get Terry a birthday gift, a, a, a Christmas gift. 
and we found something that she liked and there was a really nice girl uh waiting on us and and uh it was amazing. It was amazing how God moves because we just prayed to 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 engage the world we walk through. That's the whole idea. We just want to we want to walk in love. We want to engage the world. If we have opportunity to pray for someone who needs healing or needs anything, we want to do that. And without a plan, we just go and do this thing. And um, so we're at Nordstrom and over the counter, this girl and Terry are just talking and and uh and they seem to be hitting it off like friends and we're just engaging with this girl and i asked i, I saw a wedding ring and and she asked us about us and and how long we've been together and she said oh you guys seem like you're just dating because we have fun we have fun we live like that and uh and I, she had a wedding ring and i said oh you married and and then she got this look on her face and terry reached across the counter and hugged her and the girl started crying and I can't say to you what Terry said, but Terry in the girl's ears said something like, the guy is a, not a nice word. And the girl starts just bawling. She said, yeah, she's having trouble with her husband. And, um, and we prayed for her. And uh, she gave us her phone number and Terry is gonna go to lunch with her. The girl was so blessed by the time we left. It was so sweet. Uh, we got to pray for her. She just, we're just buying something. She's hugging us. She's crying in the middle of Nordstrom. Nordstrom's not a place to cry. Um, anyway, unless you're the guy paying for the stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was just such a sweet, sweet moment. And that's what we're doing. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, me and my Terry. It's called Billy and Terry, One Cup Lift Up. And if anybody's one around cup in the morning, lift you want to check it out. And you guys are going around praying for people and healing people. I mean, what got you into that? And I do want you to play one more song, so sometimes you yeah. can go long. But what? So keep this relatively <laughs> short, if you can, so we okay, can hear one more of your wonderful short. songs. But right. yeah. uh, how did you get into this healing people? And, and that does seem rather out there for, I think, a lot of people. They maybe don't believe that well, human beings have the power to heal uh through prayer well, it's not explain that yeah, we don't journey. we don't have the we don't have the power to heal he does and all we're doing is doing what he told us to do he told uh he said just go do what i did he said these and greater works you shall do because i go to the father did he go to the father yes um, do, do we think he really needed his body to be torn to shreds for our sins to be forgiven no his blood needed to be spilled he needed to die. He did not have to be broken the way he was broken. The reason he was broken, it says, by his stripes, you were, past tense, healed. It says that in Peter. Okay, and it's through. He sent his word and healed him. Jesus Christ was his word, and his word never returns void. So did Jesus actually accomplish what he was sent to do? He sent his word and healed them. He heals us all our sickness. He heals us all your diseases. He carried that. He carried all of it with him to the grave. It stayed in the grave. He got up. And the enemy has been talking people out of those things since the beginning of time. Uh, and if you want, want to know more, just tune into my channel, Billy Falcon Music. We talk about this every night and every morning we're talking about it and we're having fun doing it. It's not a religious thing. It ain't magic. You need to contend for your healing. You need to contend for it. It's not magic. We are, our heads are so full of lies about this thing. People run to the medicine chest. They should be running to Jesus. And sure, if you need something, go ahead. But I don't. It's been 10 years. Nothing. I don't take anything. Um, 
uh, whatever, I, I'm healthy. I got a little cold, I take nothing. And I continue to say, I am healed, I am whole. And uh, I have songs about it. And that's, that's what I do on my channel. That's what we do in the mean Terry do in the morning. And yet we, we still, we have, also have a lot of fun. We engage folks and uh, we talk about silly stuff too. It ain't whole. It's not religion. This is not about religion. It's about trying to walk like Jesus walked. And he said, we're, we have everything we need. We have all things pertaining to life and godliness. Um, anyway, I, I, this song's called Beautiful Jesus. I think it's really good for Christmas. Um, so I'll play that. Is that okay? Yeah, perfect. Beautiful Jesus. Here we go. And, and pardon my voice. I hope I'm back here and I could sing like a bird. Well, not like a bird, like me. <laughs> like a falcon. Innocent one. <laughs> Innocent one, the one and the only, who deserved love, died betrayed and lonely, washed by your love, when we were stained, his name in your blood, you bore our shame. You took the blame, beautiful Jesus, beautiful King, beautiful Son of God, beautiful everything. You held your peace when you were accused, despised and afflicted. Stricken and bruised, I looked away. My eyes could not bear the sight of your face, torn with despair. Yes, I was there, beautiful Jesus, for you I sing. Beautiful Prince of Peace, beautiful everything, beautiful Savior, beautiful King, beautiful Son of God, beautiful everything. Sleep in heavenly peace. 
beautiful king, beautiful son of God, beautiful everything, beautiful everything, beautiful everything. Beautiful song, man. That got me in the feels, Billy Falcon, and I love it. Thank you. Thanks, Joseph. Yeah. You can hear the inspiration oozing off of that song, man. It's like uh, what you do is you invite us into this personal space with you and your muse, and it's so clear. It's, it's crystal clear. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. thank you, Joseph. Um, you know, turn your reverb off. Stuff we took. Oh shoot, Wizard of Oz. Um, I need people. There you go. But a lot of the stuff we talk about here, it's just these are big subjects we're talking about, and I tend to try and say it all, and I can't. Um, and that's why I say people go to the word, and anybody want want to know what I'm doing or, or have questions about healing, about whether God is in control or not, write me a note to Billy Falcon Seven at AOL.com. And I will send you a couple of clips, not me, of someone else who's much smarter than me, a theologian that has worked this stuff for the last 40 years, and other people, and, and healing guys. I follow a bunch of these brilliant guys, and there's, some guys have been around, some guys aren't around anymore. They died under ripe old age, but their, their teachings are still out there about healing and about what God is really doing in the world today. He's still a supernatural God, and if he's not healing people, then what's he doing? Uh, what's he doing? Hey, what's Billy. supernatural about him? Yeah. I got a question. Because I think yeah, if, I, if memory serves, you don't believe in the Trinity. Is that right? I, I talk to most Christians and I'm like, do you, do you believe in the Trinity? Do you think Jesus was God I or believe, just the Son of God? Or Tell I, me your viewpoint a, on that. I believe he had to be a man. It says, uh, by one man's sin, we all fell. By another man's sin, uh, we were made righteous. Um, if he wasn't a man, God on a cross, big deal. That's what I think, big deal. And there are a couple of scriptures people point to to say he's God. And uh, it's irrational. To me, it doesn't make any sense. But again, a big subject, Joseph, and I can't begin. But if you really want to know, I could send you stuff. Um, send me he had stuff. to be a man as far as I know. Yeah, I, he had I'm to so be a man. Curious. If he wasn't yeah. a man... Uh, it, it says the Passover lamb wasn't a supernatural lamb. It was a lamb from the flock. It was, you know what I mean? It had to be a lamb without blemish from the flock. Jesus had to be a man. Flesh and blood. Now, did he have something special about him? Yeah, his father was God Almighty. So he didn't have the Anything. fallen nature that we are born with. Okay, he's not born in the line of Adam. He's in the born in the line of his father, God, mm -hmm. and Joseph and Mary were in the lineage of David. And, Je and Jesus was a type of David. It says it in the word. Um, mm. So yeah, the Messiah had to be a man. You know, the Jewish people do not believe Jesus was God. And that's one of the big stumbling blocks for them when it comes to Jesus. Jesus never said, I am God. He was a perfect reflection of his father. Yeah. So that if resonates. I, if I am, I got to cut you off. Billy. Yeah, if I'm a because right. I, I want that resonates with me as well. I, I sort of agree with you. I, I get pushback whenever I bring that up, though. I get emails. Oh, of course from you Christians will. trying course to explain will. the Trinity to me. But Billy, 
Merry Christmas, my brother. I love you. Uh, I hope that's okay to you say. Too. I feel it. I love oh, your soul. Absolutely. I love, I love your you, music. I, I've appreciated our friendship that is blossoming over these last months or year, uh, over a year, I guess now. Anyway, yes, listen, tell people where to find you. you. got 30 seconds. All right, BillyFalcon.com is where you get music and all the videos are there, but it's really the YouTube channel, which is Billy Falcon Music. Also, it's on Twitter and Rumble and all that, but Billy Falcon Music on YouTube. Uh, and soon there'll be the second channel, which will be Billy and Terry, right. one cup lift up. <laughs> all right, Billy, gotta go. All right. Keep listening, everybody, to TNT. We'll be right back after these words. 